2: You're listening to Oilers Nation Radio, presented by The Nation Network. Subscribe
0: for free on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm upset, Lisa. I'm upset. We have a button for that.
3: I do. Hang on. I'm going to push it. If I can find it real quick. There it is, Tyler. There it is.
2: I'm upset.
3: Oilers Nation Radio. I was expecting to have a celebratory episode today. That's not what happened, but we'll get there.
0: 17 seconds away from a celebratory episode. We'll get there.
3: I'm going to start off by saying a shout out to Oodle Noodle. Of course, you can get a free Oilers Nation sticker at any of the Edmonton locations. If you're down in Calgary, make a friend up here. That's all I can say. Tyler? Yes. Dan, Liam, bag milk here. No Rick because there was a crisis and only he can deal with it.
1: He's like a superhero of sorts. Mm -hmm. He is Iron Man.
3: He could be Iron Man. He's got very fancy shoes.
1: That's true. He got his new shoes in yesterday and he mm-hmm. was proud of it. He had a nice little setup of the chain from the last playoff run too.
3: There was like a reveal on his Instagram of yeah. the shoes. An unboxing. Yeah, so last night it was pouring rain. So I did wonder if he wore those beautiful white shoes sure. to no the way. Hockey game. No, I didn't wear my nice shoes. No way. Tyler, delicious debate. Did you wear your nice shoes?
0: No, I wore these ones. These are my backup <laughs> shoes. I didn't uh. wear shoes. <laughs> like that guy on Fremont. No shoes. Or
3: that dude in, uh, what's her name? Taco Bella posted a video oh, of yeah. a guy drinking beers out of his shoes.
0: Oh, that would oh, be yeah. That's horrible. horrible. But if I was drunk enough, I'd do it. My
3: dogs are stinking. They, I don't. Oh, yeah. Them.
0: My dog's not, usually balking.
3: I'm not drinking out of my
1: shoe. Any cup in a storm.
0: Today's delicious debate, would you drink out? How many beers would it take
1: for you to drink out of your own shoe? I don't know if I could drink out of my own shoes. I have a lot of oh, yeah. breathing holes in my shoes.
0: You know, and here's the other thing, too, is it's one <laughs> thing to drink out of the shoe. Your
1: foot's got to go back in that shoe, That's and it's true. now wet.
4: It's, yeah, uh, it's a ripe shoe. That's a yeah. part that you don't think about. Not yeah, a lot of people just, think of this, that on the front end.
1: Especially with the weather <laughs> yesterday, it wasn't drying.
3: No, no, it wasn't drying yesterday. And I all guess I your could, foot's already wet anyways. And all, all I can think about is the stew you as the chef are concocting in said shoe. Oh. Nobody's having a good time with that. No.
1: So, see, I've seen people do it in hockey skates after a game that thing I can get behind a little bit more because at least you're not pointing back on. But did that, you know,
4: who's cleaning that out properly yeah. after that though?
1: I don't know. That's not my issue. Again,
4: I'm never <laughs> not, doing not thinking about it on the front end. Delicious We're
1: debate. Which footwear are you most likely to drink a beer out
0: of? Oh, I got, I got a buddy. who will do Crocs and that actually makes sense, right? Hard plastic. It'll dry. How out. How does it hold oh, the liquid? He- <laughs> like he'll do it. I have a video of him. He, he frequents it? nation vacations, by the way. Um, <laughs> He will just tip it, and he'll pour the liquor into the top part so it comes out of the crock holes and, like, oh. fountains into them.
3: Oh, so it's not like he's pouring it in as a vessel to hold it. It's just more of like a... Uh, Shotsky. It's like a sieve
4: almost. Yeah. It. It's just, yeah. like, like a directionally bomb, pouring.
1: A funnel. It, clear,
0: it cleans
4: all the food or the foot particles right into your mouth. that's yeah, right great. There,
1: yeah. Honestly, you may as well just pull the beer right in your face at that point. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because like
4: I own Crocs and
3: I'm trying to think of that. I just think it's more of a mess than you.
4: This is us avoiding the conversation that's yep. going to be tough yeah, ahead of it, I think yeah. is really what we're doing. Tyler, here. what do you yeah. got for a delicious <laughs> bed today?
0: On a scale of one to 10. Should we talk about more shoes? <laughs> 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 On a scale of one to 10, what size is your foot? <laughs> uh, no. Scale of one to 10, how concerned are you about the loss last night? Let's dig into this thing.
3: Um, Concerned about that particular loss or in the bigger picture everything zero i'm like i'm annoyed don't get me wrong i'm not like pumped where we're at today i wasn't sitting at rogers place last night about 10 caesars deep enjoying myself after the overtime period i wasn't some fuckboy idiot that threw shit on the ice mind you
4: that's I, I was gonna say my concern is a one and that just is because there's some people in this fan base that feel like you haven't been here before.
3: Well, yeah, it's like, did you expect this to be easy?
4: We <laughs> never win the first game. <laughs> like, I don't know. Have we? When's the last time we won? 2006, we're saying Anaheim. No,
0: it was Anaheim in 2017. Oh, 2017.
1: Well,
4: there was you that, go. That's six, that six that rounds home?
1: ago.
0: <laughs> no, that was on the road.
1: So I kind th- of Halley brought this up yesterday. I think because I, I didn't question him on it, but I think the last home win would have been in the
0: 90s. Yeah, yeah, easily. Because
1: we haven't wild. been,
4: we hadn't been the home team in the yeah. 90s. But since 1990s. the
1: Anaheim series, it's yep. been Chicago, Winnipeg, uh, then
4: then LA, LA Calgary, Calgary, Colorado. L- so, that's Colorado. so that's five
1: now six in a row of L. A. Yesterday, kind of wild. It's just it's it, wild.
4: It's I mean. It, I guess it's like concerning because I would love for them to buck the trend. It felt like for two periods that we had I done, thought they were done bucking it. of the trend. Yeah. Uh, but, um, but yeah, no, not concerned overall. This is a long playoff run. This is a marathon, not yeah. a sprint.
3: Yeah. So I'll, maybe I'll bump my number up from zero to one. Yep. That's fair. I'm not concerned. Yep. I think that if the Oilers play the way they did for 40 minutes, going to be fine. Actually, I'm, our boy, Bruce Kerlock wrote a fucking in-depth piece. I guess last night, actually, he wrote it. After the game, going into some tactical decisions both teams made today, I'm not really too worried about it. So, my number is a one. Liam?
1: I think it's an interesting one. I think I'm at like a three for the reason of it was the Oilers that did the damage to themselves. So, I just wonder, like, how quickly are they able to shake that kind of stuff? Like, Are we sneaking into habits that they had like back in before they lost to LA, quite frankly, that 6-3 defeat in January or whatever it was. So not like, I think the others will still win the series, but I I could definitely see like another game where it's like, okay, this was yours to win and you just kind of blew it away. I
0: someone in the chat on Owen every day. It was like, it's the way they lost that has me worried. They said, I'd rather they would have lost 5-1. And for me, it's like... I'm not, if they would have lost 5-1, I would have been sitting here being like, uh, we have a problem. The Kings can score and they dominated us. Yes. I mean, that's not the case. I, not I didn't happened. come away from that game being like, whew, that's a Kings team that can beat us three more times. It's just not.
3: The others beat themselves last night. Big time. That's why my number remains a one until they do it again.
0: If they lose game two, it skyrockets to a seven. Mm-hmm. But I'm with you. I'm like a one and a half one.
3: I just, 40 minutes, they were in full control of that hockey game
1: you could say 50 minutes.
3: 50 minutes.
0: Yeah. I was talking to people in the intermission and like, I consider myself a fairly pessimistic sports fan. I usually, usually believe things aren't going to go well for my teams. I was walking around after 40 minutes. The thought of a collapse was not even in my head. Uh I was like, they look so good.
3: They did. They looked great. I just, they were out shooting them like 20 something to 13, 16 at some point, like very few (laughs) five on five chances were getting through for LA.
4: I think if you are going to lose a game like that and you are going to get beat by yourself, do it early. Do it against a team like LA where you can win four games straight against them. And so, you know, it, yeah, I mean, this is a team that won what won thirteen in a row before we came into the playoffs. I don't know if they were going to coast all the way through, you know, on that same kind of mojo. And I am glad it got it happened against the LA Kings and not the Colorado Avalanche or the Vegas Golden Knights or whoever will be next.
3: The reason yeah. I am not really too concerned too is guaranteed when they're looking at the video of last night's game today, Woodcroft and his staff are going to be like, you fucked up there. Clean that up. That's not a goal. You fucked up there. Clean that up. That's not a goal. Why did you just leave what's his balls open alone off that draw? Clean that up. That's not a goal.
1: There was a, you kind of walk through the four goals. And I think every single one was an error from somebody. Totally. The first one was, I think Skinner probably could have had that one to be honest. It was a not a very it was a it was a good backhand shot, but I think yeah. it was one Skinner could have had, especially on his glove side. Um, what Was the other one the second one? I'm gonna put that one on Hyman to be honest. He literally threw a pick on Ekholm and then just like didn't go for the puck. It was very strange, especially for a guy like Hyman to kind of plays that hard role. Like you would want to see him just just bear down a little bit and go get it. Third one was the one that trickled through Skinner. Like uh, maybe Skinner again, I suppose, but not was one's happened in the fourth one i think nugent hopkins has got to be a little bit more aware of what's around him and when avidson's coming on his back like that you just just grab the puck and rim it you're on the penalty kill like just get it out of there right
0: yep i i think you're bang on like again yeah. through 40 minutes it was like this king's team can't compete they cannot generate offense they cannot keep up with the oilers speed there's nothing and then when they started scoring goals it was like Oilers air. It wasn't like LA took over that hockey game. No. Edmonton gave it to him. And like yes. there's just to me again, that's why there's no real big concerns there.
3: Uh so I just I'm thinking about the comment you said where somebody in the chat on your show was, I would rather have lost five one. Not me. Not fucking at all. No. The Oilers lost that game for the Oilers. The Kings didn't just steamroll anybody last night. That's no. not what happened.
1: There was there was never really a moment I thought to myself while wow, the others are getting pinned back right now, this is like yeah. LA is clawing their way back in. Like, I just feel like the others never put a full grip on the game to drag themselves away, and LA was just slowly able to like keep themselves close, and they they scored on their opportunities that they were given. And I know the penalty kill went two for six last night, but one of them was a six on four, right? So yep, it's just kind of that is what it is. But yeah, my concern level is a three, mostly because we've seen these habits before, especially. Last playoffs against the LA Kings, I would just like to see them just come down a slight head.
3: The thing that's most annoying to me is just 40 minutes, they just had it. They looked like, and I'm the shithead for even admitting this, but me and sales guy Jared were sitting in our seats last night and I'm looking through. I'm like, fuck buddy, we're in a quick series here if the Oilers keep playing like this. Another the third period happened.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Still could be a quick series. I mean, the Oilers turned on the Jets won four in a row against Calgary Flames last year. You need some luck. You need some bounces yep. to like do stuff like that. My prediction, though, from the jump was Oilers and six. I'm standing by that prediction. I'm sticking which, with the Oilers and six. Which means they're gonna lose another game here, folks. And just like last year, like it's about how you bounce back. Don't lose two in a row, kind of thing, right? And I think this is an Oilers team that really is built to not lose two in a row. My
3: favorite was last night. I was just sitting in my Uber on the way home looking at some of the post-game stuff. And Matthias Eckhoff, we got asked, I don't even remember what the question was, but he could, all his answer was, we lost one game. And that was it. <coughs> Big Viking daddy, he'll come back to save us. Yeah. You know? So I'm going to hear from you. Owen Radio Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Let us know how, how concerned are you out of 10? What's your number? Not your real-life number. You might be in the negatives today. Yeah. I want to know how concerned you are out of 10. Hit us up, Owen Radio Podcast, or you can email tyler at com. Just do that for funsies. Okay. He likes emails. All right? All right. I want to dig into some of the numbers from last night a little bit. And I've got the uh, the game page open. Uh, first, I've got to tell you about our friends of Boston Pizza, Tyler. Mm. The fan analytics menu. Mm. You know? <laughs> Visit your local Boston pizza to check out the new Fanalytics menu, including new items powered by Fanalytics. They're delicious. I'm looking at the Boston pizza website They
1: right got beer mosas now. I can't wait to try a pizza flight. BM Mouses? Mouses?
0: Beer mosas, Liam.
1: BM. Beer
0: and OJ. Yeah, beer mosas. Delightful. How about that? Deep fried pickles? Are you a deep fried pickles guy, BM? Love a deep fried pickle. There you go. And like Dan
3: said, pizza flight. hmm Three little pizzas.
0: You can try all kinds of different You could stack them on top of each other. You could make and a whoa, giant, wow.
3: like a Big Mac pizza sandwich.
0: Yeah. Whoa, wow. You know? in the game. I got a number for you. Hit me. Derek Ryan didn't lose a face-off yesterday. Don't know how many he took, but he was 100%.
3: Derek Ryan, game winner? Ah.
0: <laughs> in another dimension, yes. Ryan McLeod, though, this impressive, 83% in the dot. And oh. can I tell you, BM, about the stats that that line had? Go ahead. They played six minutes and nineteen seconds at five on five. Ryan McLeod and Fogel shot attempts ten to three, shots on goal six to one. That fourth line dominated, and they might be the key to the Oilers turning this thing around quickly.
3: You want to know a not so sexy number? Powered by Fanalytics. <laughs> sure, Anze Kopitar had four points.
1: I couldn't believe that.
0: Problematic. He was in on every goal.
3: <clears throat> problem. Do
1: you know what the biggest problem with that is? That he didn't mm-hmm. score a five on five goal point. All season against the Oilers.
3: That is a problem.
1: And then, yeah, I guess it would have been two last night, right? Yeah. And then, yeah. Looking at
3: some of the other numbers, well, the one of the one that's most concerning to me is the Kings went two for six on the power play. Now, Oilers went one for three, same percentage, but I'm writing an article at OilersNation.com right now where it's just like, if you take six penalties... And again, you can have your thoughts on whether they were penalties or not. Doesn't matter. They were getting called as penalties. That's going to ruin your flow, no matter what you're doing, how well you're playing. That's nearly a period in the box. It That's just over 100% a hundred percent zaps momentum, without question. <laughs> so going into game two, the Oilers need to fucking dial it in on their like, yep. on their details for being um, just not getting in the box. They cannot go to the box six times.
4: It's a lot of to me when you're taking that many penalties. It's a lot of you feel like you you have to do that extra little bit to stop the momentum of the other team, like that DeHarnay play. You got to have some faith in your your guys behind you to not have to flail out and try and catch the guy running away from you at the end. I think we can all. I think I can admit safely that that was DeHarnay desperately trying to take down his guy after he got
1: beat by him in overtime. I I don't think that was it at all, to be honest. I think he just fell and literally had no control. I think the whole sequence of it was the puck bounced over his stick at the blue line. He was flustered from that point. We send led to him trying to get on the back of Lazar. People were saying that was interference. I I think Dejane ran into the back of him. And then Dejane falls down, and he's just a massive human being, and his body is just everywhere. And I think the, the question mark on that one is... Was it his stick that disrupted the rhythm? Was it was it the broken one? I I don't think it was a broken stick. I actually think that was the right call on the play, unfortunately, for all so. Oilers fans. But here we are.
0: I think so, too. I kind of see Dan's point, though. Like, even if it was somewhere in the middle of that, where, like, he might not have been like, oh, I'm going to swing my stick at him. Uh, you can't do Just that. You need to be in control it. of yeah. what you're doing, right? Yeah
4: just yeah, let your guy let your guy let the your defensive partner or your forwards because because like you said Liam too and you know if you have that little bit of interference on Lazat, whether it gets called or not you've held him up you've done your job mm-hmm. get get out of there now and stop swinging and it's just it's just those little things and it's and it goes back to Peg Milks point too when you're taking those penalties you're just shooting yourself in the foot and you continue to keep asking them to to get that little bit of momentum back into the game and then boom there they are it's
3: Dude. just i, I can't not think about penalties when I look at this game sheet from the box scores from last night. It's just when you're in the penalty box over half a
0: period. like
3: You're not doing yourself any favors.
0: That Bouchard high stick. I mean again like I'm all for physical play but this is your second playoff run if you're Evan Bouchard. yep, You got to know where that line is. Keep your hands down. Yeah, Hit the guy. If you hit the guy normally the Oilers win that hockey game they go score the empty netter. It's done. Two goal win. Puck line covered. Let's go. And keep the scoreboard in mind. Yeah, like, that just kills
4: me. Like you, of course, the L.A. Kings are going to take those liberties on you when they're down. You save that for later in the series when you're down. It just like ah, uh, it yeah. drives me wild and, when you're up in the scoreboard.
3: Yeah, the the others to Dan's point had a hard time handling the Kings' desperation
0: in the third period. Yeah. And I like that you brought up knowing to play with what with the scoreboard in mind, Dan. I'll give you another uh, not great stat from last night. Connor McDavid in that hockey game And I think the biggest thing Like he was buzzing in the first He didn't get a point But he drew those two penalties And they scored on the power play He gets a lot of credit for that And don't take this as me Ragging on Connor McDavid I'm not that stupid I was ragging on Connor McDavid But there was a two-on-one Him and Evander Kane In the third period When the game was 3-1 And he didn't shoot He had a clear lane The play was shot All day, every day And he tried to force A delicate pass over to Evander Kane Boom! Back the other way, pucks in your net within 15, 10 seconds, whatever it was.
3: That yeah. was very frustrating to watch. Yeah. Connor shoots that puck, you know,
0: it doesn't end up in and the a, back of your net. And yeah. again, 3-1. Don't make a pass that could be picked off turned by Put it on net. And, bro, you're a 60-goal scorer. Score. that thing. Yeah. And I made this joke with Sean Bell on Owen every day, but I said, listen, if me, and Bag Milk, I guess, as well, the guys who had a collection of beers notice that play and its outcome and are pissed about it. You know, who's probably pissed about it. Connor McDavid himself and a pissed off. Connor McDavid can be a good thing.
3: Well, for our friends at Betway, <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to be uh, bullish on uh, Connor points tomorrow night.
0: Connor goal for sure. I think
3: because well, I'm going to go Connor over one and a half points, I think. And I'm going to do a Connor shot prop because I just, I think he's going to be really upset with himself after last night. Yeah. That's just how he is. You don't get to be as good as you are without being self-critical when you when you don't have your best game.
1: Yep. I think to just go on top of that, too, I, I think McDavid's line mates have got to be better for him. Mm-hmm. I thought Nugent Hopkins and Hyman were arguably the two worst forwards for the Oilers last night, which is incredible to say, especially in front of you, Bag Milk. I'm very sorry to say I was that. there. I saw it. Yeah, but man, those two, like I said, were directly involved in two goals against. And didn't really generate a lot offensively either. Zach Hyman took a terrible penalty in the offensive zone. Like Mm -hmm. the other's worst line last night was that line. And McDavid to his credit did a ton to try and get people going or at least get some momentum. Like he drove the play a lot, but just couldn't really finish it. And the Kings did a good job of defending against him because quite frankly, there was nothing else to defend against on that line.
4: Well, I have a question for you. Who do you think was the best winger on the team last night?
1: Is it fair to say like, Jan I That's of, honestly... No, or it was Fogle. It was Warren Fogle. That's, Warren Fogel was the best. That can't be okay, right?
4: No. For the team. that no. And, and uh, that's a positive thing as well, right? To me, yeah. because that tells me that Evander Kane, Zach Hyman, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Kyler Yamamoto, they all have good games coming, right? It is still yep. We're still good there. But I, I agree with you, Liam. I think that the lines, the wings need to be better all throughout. And I, also just like... We're talking about a
3: veteran line there. Yeah. This wasn't like a line of rookies that, you know, Nuge, 12 years, 100 point season. Mm-hmm. Hyman, 83 points, been around a long time. Connor's Connor. Like, those guys can crank it up. So, if we're looking at a positive, expecting that line to be better tomorrow seems pretty realistic.
1: Yeah. I I thought Drysidle, it was interesting because Drysidle's line was very good, I thought. Mm hmm. But like you said, I don't think anyone outside of Dreisaitl really stood out massively. Yamamoto my, maybe I, he was. Effort-wise. He was very good defensively, I found, yep. especially on the penalty kill. Like he was blocking a lot of shots and yep. at least clogging up the lanes, and that's good. I know we kind of spoke about it a little bit on Oilers Nation every day today. Evander Kane's effort maybe was a, could have been a little bit better both ways, but I thought he was engaged physically too. So yep. they played the roles they needed to play. I think it's interesting actually should evander kane go on the top line with mcdavid over nugent hopkins just because i find that those three play way better together and maybe evander kane is better as a legit shooter with mcdavid than what nuge could be right it just seems to work very well
4: i just i think that the team i at least personally i think that the team doesn't like dry sidle nuge and yamamoto together anymore i just don't understand why woody wouldn't it just, ever since we had it, we had that flash of brilliance from the Rangers game to yeah. the end of the season, and we've tried that now four or five different times, and it just doesn't
0: seem to work. Yeah, I don't know who the best one to play with McDavid is. Honestly, after that came last night, there's a part of me that's like, fuck, throw Fogel up there. Give him a look. He's Janmark buzzing. maybe? I don't, yeah, I don't know if Yanmar does Jan- Yeah.
1: The thing that would bug me about that is you, I think you're just disrupting too much. Yeah, Jan- that's yeah. a good yeah. point. Is like, everyone it's else not necessary? So probably. Well. Yep.
0: Last time Connor McDavid was held up off the score sheet was against Boston. Next night, three points against the Leafs. Boom. Well,
3: what do you got for tomorrow? Like, what are you thinking for tomorrow? Like, there's lots of areas to improve. I think, but yeah. we also we got to remember we're talking about really, like Liam said, 10-15 minutes of shittacular hockey.
0: Mm-hmm. I. So what's think the lesson for tomorrow? Stay out of the box and you'll be fine. Like, let's be real here, people. If you stay out of the box, you're winning tomorrow control your, yeah
1: control your stick yep like be aware of where your stick is and just don't take costly penalties like almost every single penalty the Oilers talk from midway through the second onwards was a bad time and like obviously penalties are never welcome but sometimes like, okay whatever like is about is what it is but it's like you're coming down the ice on a two- on- one next thing you know there's a whistle because the van der Kaine just put a stick in Kempe's face and then there's the Hyman one where McDavid's cycling around that line's absolutely buzzing Penalty get blows it in and obviously Bouchard and dayne and it's just like okay just you're a veteran team I know you fairly young in the aspect of life but in the NHL you guys have been around for a while. I have a lot of games played and act like it to be honest.
3: Dan, you're going tomorrow. What do you what are you looking for?
1: I'm not
4: going tomorrow. I'm going to game
1: five. Oh, right.
3: Game five. That's okay. That
4: yeah. There's a lot of it will be a game five, so Dan will be a game there five. There you go, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, if, I don't know. I think for me, I hope that the fans are just more positive on the stuff that they were positive on yesterday, like the blocking of the shots and the killing of penalties. I love that stuff. When Yanmark was on his third and fourth blocks, you, the crowd was getting louder and amped up. That is good, hardworking Edmonton kind of stuff. I love that stuff. I want to see less of the being mad at the referees. Just let the referees do their shit. You know, it's, it, the calls are going to come what may, and they're going to come when they come. As a fan base, you just try to be more positive, I think. And it, I, I think the Oilers will respond positively as well.
0: And I think the officials, too, like, I got a funny feeling they know, yep. okay, we had a big impact on the game. We gave the Kings three more power plays than we gave the Oilers. Yep. That might even up a little bit in game two. Like, as much as we like to be like, oh, well, they're screwing the Oilers, the refs don't actually give a shit.
1: Nope. No. That's exactly I, it. One thing I would say to the Oilers' players too, because I know you're all listening, don't go skating over to the ref and screaming all your problems in his face yeah. every single time. You're not
3: helping yourself.
1: No. And, like, especially the penalties that you're taking. Like, come on. Like, Bouchard did it. Dehane did it. And King Vogel did, did it after did the... Did Fogel do it as well? Vogel yeah. did it
3: after the Vinny penalty. Yeah. Right. And
1: it's just like, okay, that's not also going to help us down the road here a little bit either. Like, be a professional. I get it sometimes. Obviously, it's an emotional game, but. Mm. I would say control yourself a little bit
3: along those lines. Don't let the emotions of the situation get the best of you. Mm -hmm. You're a really good hockey team. The Oilers are a really good hockey team. But last night it felt like, especially in the third period, they just kind of let it slip away. I don't know if it was the moment got to be big or they could just feel a kind of like losing grasp of the game, but they did not look like the same team that is calm, composed and able to make plays.
4: Felt like the swagger got a little bit much of them. And, you know, I think you pointed to that play with McDavid and Kane as a prime example of something where it just kind of felt like they were trying to polish off the Kings instead of smashing the Kings out of the park kind of thing.
3: Play simple too. Yeah. You know, if this was, I'm going to say early March and that two-on-one happens with Connor, he's just fucking burying it.
1: Yeah. yeah. It It did feel like, Connor McDavid from like a couple of seasons before where he wasn't shooting the puck. Yeah. And that's kind of the thing. Like you said, when I always talked about our concerns levels, it was just like weird old habits that creeped into the the game last night. And And I think they're going to cut that shit.
3: I'm still feeling good about it. I think the others are going to correct him. Uh, At least I hope so because Tyler and I, for our friends, thanks to our friends at AMA travel, we're going to be going down to LA on Friday. And Tyler, I don't know if you remember what it was like to be in crypto.com arena last spring when the oilers lost it's not fun especially when you've got jerseys on which we will and when you're walking out of the arena you're getting yelled at so what i need here again being selfish do it for me don't let me get yelled at let
0: me get hit with a beer instead i still can't believe that that was crazy you got domed
3: Wow, the poor lady behind me, she got drenched though.
0: Oh, she got, she got really, <laughs> I just couldn't imagine this ties back to, what we talked about the drum going to a game. I pay f- They're $15 a beer now, by the way, for the draft beers. And you get a 24 ouncer. buy, I buy that. I hold onto it for dear life. That is like my child. I couldn't imagine throwing it. Mm. Also, I don't know if you saw this BM. Go ahead. They always crank up the amount of alcohol available for playoff games. They got extra stands everywhere in the crowd Yesterday, they took innovation to a new level. They had a lady pushing a little cart with only tequila on it. $12 tequila shots. <laughs> she had one bottle right there and shot glasses. <laughs> I didn't see that. Tea time waits for no man at Roger's place.
4: I'm glad I didn't see that, to be oh, honest. Boy. She just put a golf flag on top of it there, and yep. that's your market. I,
0: I couldn't believe it. Like She had a mobile cart. I've never seen them do that. A mobile cart just for tequila.
3: To be fair, I didn't go downstairs much, like ah, the main concourse. I yeah. just kind of hung up upstairs most of the time. But um, I'm glad I didn't see the mobile tequila cart. Frankly, I didn't need it.
0: What did you think of the atmosphere in Game 1? Take me through your uh, in-person experience.
3: The Nickelback intro was cool as hell.
0: Oh, and when the crowd, so it was burn it to the ground, right? So it was like, we're going out tonight. Hey, and the whole crowd was like, hey. And then it, they really got going in that. I like that being our thing. Mm-hmm
3: the only thing that sucked about the atmosphere last night at Rogers place was the weather.
0: Like I went
3: to the Moss pit and there was people there, but it wasn't packed packed. Like it would have been if it was say today's weather. I also went to the other one, which I'm dubbing Stelter square.
0: Mm -hmm. I love that name.
3: It was empty. First of all, I don't know how many people know that that's there.
4: I think it's going to take some time.
3: Yeah. It's going to, was it not as
0: full? Yeah. It was, it's going to take probably empty.
3: It was empty. We walked in and we were like, is this open? And the guy's like, "Yeah, it's open." I'm like, "Oh, it's probably again." Take- weather was a big part of it for sure because it was cold in there. It yeah. was like you're right on that corner, and the wind yeah. was kind of going. But
0: hey, yeah, you're a little more protected in the moss pit. Hey, I yep. think the moss pit will need
4: overflow. It'll yeah. start to overflow into that tailgate party, and then you'll start to see the the shift happen. But
1: yeah, I mean, it's tough to sell out two watch parties on on a Monday night. Yeah, that's true too. Plus the eighteen thousand arena you're trying to fill too, and it's pouring. Like yeah, when I got to
3: the arena cold. last night, it was pouring rain.
1: What a what's the screen situation at Stelta Square? Because yeah, they got big screens. Is it bigger than a stage? Is it bigger than the Mospit one? Because I the don't Mospit think so. no, because it's interesting. The Mospit one is it's covered by that massive ad for the most part of it, isn't it? So the screen yeah. doesn't look as big as what it it probably could be. So maybe Stelta Square is a better screen for you to go watching.
3: I think it'll be fun because they've got a bunch of like food trucks and stuff in there and they've got a stage in there. Like I think once it gets, once it gets really going, maybe a little luck with the weather. I think that place will get filled up real nice.
4: Is it two big screens like either kitty cornered or? I'm trying to remember now. I just kind
3: of, I honestly just walked through it and I'm like, it's cold. Can we go inside?
4: (laughs) Because you got like, because you have one big screen in, in Moss Pit and then a bunch of little screens.
1: I wonder if having them, I kind of get it, but what, I wonder if having them both right next to each other is almost a bad idea. Like, I wonder if it'd be better if...
3: If, if the other one was like Churchill Square?
1: Yeah, Churchill Square, or maybe yeah. even like
0: no, White Ave. I think you want the vibe of the arena. I think that's a big part of why
1: this yeah. works. Is They're cause,
0: trying to build that ice.
4: Tank. Yeah,
1: that's true. And I guess a big thing for it, too, is when the moss pit does become overflown, they'll just be like, hey... yeah." go across the street, street. we got the same amount of beer there as we do here yeah
0: like last year you had to be there like an hour and a half to be there plus yeah. to get into the moss pit at all right so now that other one will fill up people are going to want to be down there especially when the weather is nice yeah and it's a weekend right yep
3: i think it'll be uh the layout is cool mm-hmm. like vibes on night one in the rain <clears> people probably didn't know it was there you know room for improvement would yeah. you like what else did you like tyler last night
0: um, I like they did this last year, and I thought it was great. A couple things that they did last year and brought back this year: uh, the smoke in the lower bowl, the ch- with mm-hmm. that I uh, thought mm-hmm. that's intense. And they do this thing: players come out, they play Enter Sandman, and then instead of just going right to the anthems, they just let it sit. Yeah, yeah. and it's just like no announcer, no prompt. It's just letting the crowd bask in itself while the players awkwardly stand on the blue lines. But the crowd responds. It goes nuts. It's like 10 seconds of a little lull that everyone realizes like, oh, there, there's nothing happening. like, <laughs> ah! And they go crazy, man. I think, I think the organization should – they need some love for how well they kind of do all this. I think the Mosspit being what it is and all that, like, they do – like, we rip on them for a lot of things. They do a good job of cranking up the atmosphere for playoff time.
4: Little does Tyler know it was actually them scrambling for paperwork that <laughs> old. There was actually a panic Who's singing moment. the anthem?
1: Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the Enter Sandman song in Game 7 was nuts. Because the way they just like put the guys on walking out, and then yeah. they have that song. And then, yeah, everyone just goes absolutely nuts, and like the beat hits perfectly. It's, it's honestly the craziest atmosphere ever. And it's, I love... It's crazy. In my, I was sat in my chair literally... On my own in the basement yesterday, and I was fucking fired up to get things going.
0: And I just love everyone is there in their seats. Like there are not a lot of stragglers, and no, they do that 30, zero stragglers. That thirty second countdown again, where like they don't have music, they don't have someone on the screen being like, "Are you ready?" It's just counting down, and like then it goes black, and everyone goes fucking insane. Oh, it's love so it. sick. I love it.
3: Edmonton in the playoffs is the best place.
0: The amount of people that. Just because I went at Shored Park, did a show at Shored Ford the other day, then drove downtown, back to St. Albert. Like, I've done a lot of driving the last couple of days. The amount of people rocking Oilers hats, rocking Oilers gear, all this stuff. I had a guy pull up next to me today, roll down the window. Was like, I'm listening to you
1: right now. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, that's wild. When uh, yesterday, I went and walked the dog between the second and third intermission. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And... um there was three other people I passed who were all wearing oiler's gears, also walking their dogs. And I saw just thought, just, just a funny little time to be all around. That's what everyone's plan is. It's just, it's a very cool part of it.
3: That's why we need the boys to bounce back with a big game to win. Yeah. Get more car flags out, more jerseys out in the wild. Love to see it. Don't throw your fucking jerseys on the ice. Don't throw your $15 beers on the ice. Don't
0: throw your pizza on the ice.
3: Like Dan said, act like you've been there before. They're not going to win every single game in the playoffs, dummies.
0: If you think they're going to win in six, like I do, you got one more disappointing night coming. Yep. And you know what everybody's talking about today is how
4: Oilers fans suck because of seven or eight individuals yeah. that threw stuff over. I'll yeah, say, yeah.
1: And do you know what the worst part about it is the start of the game. Everyone was talking about how awesome we were, yep. and it just that just ruined the whole night. Obviously, them scoring the overtime winner ruined it a It bit just too, it's, it's just dumb just, too. Like it's so Aaron necessary. Rome all over again. You just wanted to bring him into it. I did. I needed to bring Aaron (laughs) Rome into the podcast. Sorry. He's trending. He's trending. What is he trending for, Liam? Because he put a vicious hit on Nathan Haunton in 2010. That was. What year is it now? Today is 2023. Mm -hmm. And last night we saw Joe Pavelski go down on a pretty nasty hit. It was 2011. Sorry. And some reason people were comparing the hits that are not even close between Matt Dunbar and and Aaron Rome.
4: Feels a little bit like Vancouver wanted to be in a conversation during playoff time. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, it really had nothing to do with one or the other. That one was a very clear interference hit and, and it also ended, ended Nathan Horton's career. Arguably,
1: Essentially. Yeah. That was kind of the the last dagger for him.
4: Whereas I don't know if this did the, if that did this to Pavelski. And I also don't think it's necessarily as vicious as what happened to uh, him but anyways what do you guys
3: think of that since we're talking about it what do you think of the Matt Dumba hit
4: I loved it I just I don't know I just I still there's a still a a sick part of me I guess that (laughs) that loves to see a big hit that can kind of shift the momentum in the game Uh, you know it's it's the Ovechkin knocking out Svechnikov hit or punch from the other night it's that it's just that big moment that you know it sucks that it's Pavelski, and it sucks that it happened. It sucks that his stick hit him in the temple. It sucks that he was knocked out before he hit the ice. It sucks that he hit the ice as when he did. It sucks, it sucks, it sucks. But that is just, that's hockey for me. And I know that there's people on this podcast that are going to disagree with me, and that's okay, but I just love it.
0: Yeah, I, th- I thought it was just a like a grease ball play from Matt Dumba. It's You have a guy in a defenseless spot who didn't even put himself in that spot. He's being guided that way by the opposition, right? I think it was Hartman who was kind of like angling him off and Dumbo wanted to hurt him and he did. I just, I don't know. The puck was gone. There was no hockey play there. Like I like a big hit if it's related to making a hockey play, but just to me, it was taking a run at a guy for the sake of taking a run at a guy and he hurt him and he didn't break any rules when you look at how the NHL has things written, but I'd like to see the NHL have something in there for a defenseless player because if that was Connor McDavid or Leon Dreisaitl, we would be
1: pissed. Big mad.
3: Mm-hmm. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the hit itself was, by the rule book, legal. There was nothing Matt Dumba did wrong in the hit, but I, I kind of agree the more I've heard comments about it, like maybe maybe Dumba could have done something differently in this situation, but also, quite frankly, why should he? You know, like there's nothing to say he can't go and make that hit, and it's unfortunate the outcome for Joe Pavelski is going to have a massive impact now on... The Dallas Stars playoff hopes, I think. Like, they rely on him heavily. So,
0: that top line is like their whole offense. The
1: the hobby of it all. Yeah. But, you know, they still lost in overtime yesterday against the Minnesota Wilds. So, we'll see how it kind of breaks down for them. But I don't know. I'm glad the NHL didn't address it. I guess is a good way to say it, too. Just maybe call him and say, hey, Matt, look out next time.
3: I hadn't uh, seen this hit until before we started recording when you guys were talking about it. It to me the unfortunate part is that pavelski got hurt yeah because the way i see it like if pavelski just got hit like that which a lot of guys do and popped back up i don't think we'd be having a discussion today but because he got hurt it's really unfortunate and obviously it sucks for the stars and their fans that one of their best players is out but like matt Dumbo's going to hit you like that every single time Mm -hmm. he's done it for years
4: Well, and what's interesting for me too, and again, you know, they talked about it in the broadcast a little bit last night, is just that 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 is that Pavelski rule from 2019 where he got hit and then got the five-minute major, which resulted in the Sharks scoring four goals in a row. Um, And so they actually did. They did give uh, Dumba a five-minute major on this one. And then they revoked it. And because Domi came in and fought or roughed Dumba, they both ended up getting roughing penalties so no – minnesota wasn't down because of it uh, (laughs) either so it's a little bit of you know the way it's working the way it's intended to work but i still i understand what tyler's saying that it's you know you'd like to see them work to defend the players more uh but in the game as it is right now and like liam said what's dumba's incentive other than to blow up pavelski there and you know shift the momentum kind of thing
1: i think it's funny a lot of people were like clean hit not even close. It was not a penalty, but it was not a clean hit. Yeah, I think
0: that's an important. That's yeah, kind of what the what best I way to say. put it. Is yeah, not,
3: I like not that. a penalty, but not a clean it. Yeah. No. One thing I wanted. We didn't mention it, so I got to go back to last night because the ovation for Alish Hemsky Hammer was oh, cool. the place went bananas. I was walking to go get a beer in Ford Hall before the game, and I just randomly almost walked into the line of people. I'm like, what's everybody in the line for? Why are we in the way? And then I was like, oh, Hemsky's there. He's just as handsome as I remembered. And then when they showed him up on the big
0: screen, second period or With whatever. With the was, montage of him scoring big goals in 06. Mm. Oh, they did that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, the place man, went
3: bananas. Cool. And his little man loved it too.
0: Yeah, his kid was there.
4: It's yeah. so interesting because for like, for such a long time after he left the league, he was gone. Like he just disappeared. And then he showed up in Lloyd Minster this past yeah, summer. Right. And then ever since then, he's just been kind of showing up here and there. And Euler fans love that lore.
3: Love I love that, to see him. Lore. I love to see him. For a long time, he was the only reason to watch Oilers games. Yep. And uh, I was happy to see him at the game last night.
1: Yeah, when I when I went to game seven last year, actually did we all go to game 7 Mm-hmm. Do you hear that, Dan? No. do you remember yeah. jason smith was the yeah. guy they had and he got a massive ovation too so it's good to, i just love it when you see those guys on the jumbo Like i never saw jason smith play for the oilers but it was just cool to see the reception they get and Oilers fans don't forget like the yakupov jersey you saw last night yeah unicorn i actually <laughs> yeah. saw two of them wow wow two yak 64s last night Respect.
3: what yep. was his number, first 64. number
1: 10 that's right, he was number 10, and then he changed it to 64, that's right. No, the reverse. Or reverse, right. Oh, you 64, was. Then, 64 went then went to 10. 64, okay. 64 was his game. After
3: Horkov left.
1: Skorkov, that's right. I yep. wonder if, oh no, he's with Detroit still, isn't he? Yeah. Probably won't be seeing him in the suite anytime soon. No, probably not. Probably not, no.
3: Man, I'd love to see him, though. Yeah. yeah I'd afraid. love to
1: see him. Before we get, or keep going, we should pause for an ad. I had one more comment on that last section, if you don't mind <laughs> jumping in. Okay, Sure if is, before we pause for the ad if this <laughs> what one player do you think would be cool to like see at that game in that situation like could you imagine what the ring could be like if like fernando pasani ryan smith dwayne oh, Rollison? yeah,
3: oh, yeah, yeah. roly would get people going
1: that's true i think anyone from that was chris pronger would really such a fascinating reaction i ah
4: we he just showed up on tv there yesterday during the game advertising for one of those
2: It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
1: Do you think people have grown to appreciate and love more since Ecom yeah, came? So. I think oh. just because of the fact of like the conversation is now, we haven't had a defenseman like Ekholm since Pronger. So it's just like, oh, like, Pronger yeah, you since think Ekholm, the wound has been healed
4: because of Ekholm, perhaps? We,
1: people have like kind of realized, like, man, that guy was good. I, and I think they knew, obviously. But when
4: back when I was on Twitter, I used to tweet about getting Pronger the redemption tour all the time just mm-hmm. to kind of test it out every six months. And up until very recently, it was a no. But I think that I think that the tur- the tide has turned, and maybe Ekholm is the answer. Maybe if they the
0: threw numbers. Pronger up on the big screen and he slammed a beer, this <laughs> oh, fan base, yeah, the hey. crowd would go fucking bananas.
1: That's that's a good point. That would, and then he threw it on the ice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, one of us. The referee, <laughs> <What a fuss. laughs>
3: Did you know that Chris Pronger's only got size eight feet, Liam?
0: No, really.
3: look it up. Despite How's that even being possible? A, despite being like six six or something like that, he's got <laughs> like, size eight feet. It's like.
0: Funneling down.
3: Yeah.
4: To the so bottom so
0: funny. Of How did he stand up? Good for yeah. him.
3: Doesn't make sense. No Pronger,
0: balance. Yeah, he had a teammate. Pronger the smallest feet on the team. I'm guessing eight and a half.
3: It's just one of those random facts <laughs> yeah. from his time here that I always remembered for no reason whatsoever.
1: That is awesome. Okay.
3: Tiny his little tiny little titsies. This photo You yeah, can see it. Shops Massive a baby body. gap for his shoes.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's eight and kids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, boy.
3: There you go. I taught you all something today. A tall man with wee little feet. Maybe it's because he doesn't have toes. I don't know. Oh, no. I don't know. I'll cut off a couple inches, you know.
1: Well, we'll have to find that out before I clap. Yep.
3: Yep. (laughs) That's all you need to know. You also need to know that the Nation Gear playoff line, year of Nuge, Fucking a phenomenal teas are up at nationgear.ca. You want to go get a card deckle? People have DM'd me where to get a card deckle. Nationgear.ca. Go grab one there.
0: And we're having our playoff parties at Greta. Mm-hmm. Rumor, we're selling Nation Gear there. Confirm.
3: We'll have Nation Gear pop up shops. We out. don't know
0: what Nation Gear we'll have in stock there, but when we're at Greta partying every away game, we'll be at Greta. Yep. And I heard actually the one on Friday is like starting to fill up already, so you got to yes. go to greta.bar.com to make your reservation. But wow. you can buy Nation Gear there in person.
3: Yeah, Gretabar.com forward slash book. Get a reservation in or you can text 587-418-8507. They got a little phone number for you if you'd prefer to text. But we heard from the folks at Greta that this thing is going to sell out. They are going to be slammed. They're going to be full. If you want to party with Oilers Nation on Friday and Sunday, get your reservations in. Do it for Tyler. He wants you there. You got a big bill this morning.
0: Yeah, that was not fun. Uh, The city accidentally billed me 34 grand for my utilities. (laughs) You just have Um, that laying around, though, don't you? Yeah. And the banker's like, you're pretty far into your overdraft. So it was like, oh, fucking, you think? 34 G's. They said on our. They
3: withdrew it?
0: Oh, yeah. The transaction went through. Credit oh, to your yeah. bank for being like, yeah, we got you, Tyler. We'll I had up until... I'd quite. I'll show you the screenshot after. I had quite the negative in my balance because <laughs> again, did. hockey podcasting doesn't pay that well. I don't exactly just <laughs> consistently have thirty four G's hanging around. Um, just
3: loosen the old checking account, you know. <laughs> yeah. The city of Saint
0: Albert <laughs> said we used eighty four hundred cubic meters of water. Do we have
3: an idea how much water that is? Is that like are we talking Olympic swimming pool kind of thing? Like
0: uh, water in Olympic. Pool. Yeah, that's a good question. In cubic,
3: or maybe like we, maybe you felt you personally filled up the the wave pool that was done. Yeah.
0: So an Olympic swimming pool is twenty five hundred mm. cubic meters. So they claimed we filled more than three of them in my little bungalow. Question: Did you? I mean, listen. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm trying to pull off the great water heist of 2013, <laughs> but like uh, it's it's ridiculous. The statement is like hilarious to look at, and since we're ranting about this now. I don't understand how there's not a check and balance in place of like, hey, we're about to take 34 grand out of this poor dude's account. Uh, Maybe we should like double check the bill.
4: But then what do they run their office pools on there, Tyler, if if not your bill and see how high it ends up at the end of the
1: month? I just (laughs) want to know like how it got there. Like, I want to know how the system fucked up so bad that you filled three. Someone ran a really
4: long hose from his house to the pool in St. Albert and filled up that one.
3: If you would like Tyler to fill up your pool, (laughs) just bring a big water tank over to his house. He'll fill that baby up for you.
0: Water. Yeah. Like the two things, it said $15,799 on water consumption (laughs) and then $17,968 on wastewater treatment. So they think I just flushed my toilet a ton. You're just like, amazing. Uh, now I'm
3: picturing you in your kitchen. Like you're, you've got the tap running and you're like lapping it up like a dog. You're like, <laughs> nom, nom, nom. Nom. But then like, when you ow. get it in your, when you get it in your mouth, you just
1: spit it right back in the <laughs> drain.
0: I took $18,000 worth of shits this month.
1: Because, wow. because <laughs> the, the city didn't count you on this, right? They were immediately just like, all right, like, that that right, that doesn't look right. We fucked up somewhere. Whoopsie <laughs> do. Yeah. It's just a 100th customer today. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. Um, you got the whole street and more.
0: <laughs> that is like again, the lady on the phone side of this, she was like, that is a lifetime's worth of utilities. It's like, <laughs> yep. And I would like to not prepay. So money back. When do you get that money back? But now the issue is the bank, I, I know I'm I'm just very rattled by this. The bank it has like automated checks in, even though we've called them. So they're now taking money from like other accounts and throwing it into my checking to be like, You're too overdrafted. And it's like, God damn it. They're, they're putting out the overdraft yeah. fire with your other accounts. <laughs> not like every account. Like, oh, it's just fucking maddening, dude. Nope. And I'm going to have take like, out a second
4: mortgage today.
0: <laughs> I fully expect to go home after this and like the banks at my house being like, Listen, it's just not yours anymore.
1: <laughs> you, uh, so, oh, boy, that is special.
3: I'll buy you I'll buy you a lunch in LA.
0: I really need You're McDavid really- to score tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> a
3: little short on cash. <laughs>
4: Thirty-four
0: thousand or so on McDavid right. to score.
3: Cool. <laughs> you can win it back.
4: You can win it back. <laughs> uh, now you know that your account can go that high. That's so you cool,
0: might as though. well. Yeah. We learned yeah. something today. There's some to steer back to hockey. Gabe Bellardi will play tomorrow for the LA Kings. Never heard of him.
3: That's not a real person.
0: Second who's, leading score, I believe. Who's out? Or goals in goals? They're taking Kempe out for him. Yeah, Kempe's out. <laughs> um, Bold strategy. Big game back to two tomorrow. Big game two tomorrow. What's boys. the score prediction? I think they roll them. I think it's gonna be like six two. Honestly, four two win.
3: Log it in.
1: Five two. Power play in it.
0: Am I guessing three yep. uh, one? Edmonton win. Tight hey. check in and a little Skinner bounce back. I don't mind that.
1: I just feel like in that first period again, they're just not gonna mess their opportunities up. I, that's the thing for me. I feel like they're just going to get pretty far ahead at one point and then don't look back from there.
3: I think they've got players in that room where they're going to look at the third period in overtime and went, we fucking had that game. Let's tighten it up.
1: Like When Drysaddle scored, I thought the game was done. Me too. I thought that was it. And I'm sure everyone did. I clearly, Derek Ryan
3: scored. I thought the game was done.
1: <laughs> what did you guys think of the Warren Fogel goal? That didn't count. Tyler and I spoke about this already, but I'm yeah. just curious.
4: You, what do you mean? Like, do you think that do you feel like we should rewrite the rule book and let those count?
1: Or So my argument is, and many people have heard this one already, but there should be a, some technology in the game that allows the referee to know if the puck went over the line.
0: But that wasn't the issue. They called it off for goal interference.
1: But the thing it kind of was the issue a little bit too, because the the ref stood behind the net and was like, I don't know where the puck is. Mm. so wouldn't it be easy if he had like a little thing that just goes bleep goal whatever calls a goal can go check it then you can kind of determine from there if fogo was pushed not pushed whatever it may be i just think it's weird like it's a little thing that kind of bothers me
4: i i don't necessarily disagree with you i just think that the referees could do a better job of explaining it to the fans and i think that that would save them a lot of like the anger and the frustration that comes out from it. But they're cause it's like, you looked at the, the Oilers bench in and fans kind of take their cues from that because there's confusion yeah. flying yeah. around. So I just, yeah, I think that the league, you're right, Liam, I think that that's not wrong, but I just, I don't know if we're ready for that technology yet or not. I don't know. But, but they have it. Weird.
1: Yeah. They have a chip in the book. Yeah. I just, there's so many different things like, like the, the Matt Dumba thing got reviewed last night. Yeah. And we're not seeing that all the time, right? And how often does this really happen? I think it's happened maybe one other time this season for the Oilers. Like, it's a small detail that could really cut down the time on a lot of things because really, if they had determined that goal wasn't, like there was no goal interference, for example, but they just couldn't find the puck, they would have had to assume that puck went in the net because you couldn't see it in front of the net, right? Yeah. yeah. But
0: there was the overhead angle that showed it
1: go in. I'm just saying, like, in general, like because the initial angle was like you don't really see it. That's my. I the, get what you're I'll, saying. I'll you, want this grave, you want the you want the you want the on think, ice official
4: to have the answer right just there. Make,
1: yeah, help him.
3: I think back to the World Cup, and if you had your ass cheek this much <laughs> yeah. offside,
1: If you didn't cut your nails right that day. They yeah.
3: had the technology to determine that you were offside.
1: And the other thing is, when you look
0: when you think about it, like the technology, that line in soccer, the offside line is always moving. Hockey yeah. goals are in the same spot in yep, every rink. True. They do not move. To have like some sort of a camera installed that like just has like a, the puck on it kinda, right?
3: Or sensors in the yeah. line and in the puck.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I just think it's a really easy thing to do. Almost every single sport does it. But somehow the NHL, which is no surprise, the game started at eight yesterday, which means it started at eight twenty, just can't nail down this small little detail in it like they do for a variety of other things. I watched
3: tennis. They'll show you exactly where the ball And hits.
1: how long have they been doing that for? I feel like for as Forever. long as I've watched tennis, they know exactly where the ball lands and where it doesn't land. It's just...
4: But that's a little different just because it's unobstructed.
1: A little bit, but there's still the, the, yep. the same design of it, right? It's yep. just a small thing. It's just, what if, and this is a what if, what if that puck was a goal and they didn't count it? What if that puck went in and they I, just didn't count it?
3: I still maintain that it was a goal.
1: I think it was a goal too. Well, I mean,
4: like your what if is is exactly what will happen that will cause the nhl to then react that's how the, the league has always been is a reactionary yeah. league that waits for the way offside call before they do offside reviews or waits mm. for the cam talbot pad being held before they can review you know whatever i'm j- you know just that's the league has always been a reactionary league it's always been that way
1: yeah but that'll be that'll be the last time i bring it up because now it's three straight podcasts
4: you want one more on this podcast? On Owen no, I, I did
1: it on After Dark. Oh. I did it on Everyday. Well, no, tune in one. to After
4: Dark and Everyday to see if Liam is consistent in his takes. Yeah, you
1: yep. got my direct response on After Dark right after the game.
3: When's the next time you're on After Dark? I want to see if you're going to say it again.
1: Um, I think I'll be on probably next week. I don't know yet. Hopefully just hopefully not next week. Hopefully the series is just done in five. Mm. That'd be nice. Yeah, would be real pleasant.
0: nice. Um, should we do Word Association? i Yes. Waiting. I'm ready. I've been waiting. I would take the Dumba question. I'm oh. sorry I ruined that for <laughs> you. Man. I had to get my own reference. Well, we have four. Four setups, I guess we'll call them. Uh, so two of them are Oilers based. Two of them are Western Conference playoff questions. Stop teasing me and just do we'll it. We'll go bag milk and then a round ending okay. with me. Scored twice. Playoff dry sidle. You back.
4: Consistent.
0: Dominant driver, drive. I wanted to drive ah. like that. Uh, the wave, not an OT, <laughs> love it. Band time and a place, sure. Yeah, there's yeah.
3: absolutely time and a place when it like I'm a wave guy, but when I saw people trying to kick that off an OT, I was gonna throw Jared shoe, not I,
1: my shoe. I was upset. They also tried to do it. um, It was just a small group right in front of the camera when it was 2-1 going in the third period. Mm. Nope. The Kraken's chances against the Avs.
3: Womp womp. Sweep.
1: A
0: little. Slim. Mark Stone's remarkable comeback for Vegas.
1: (laughs) Adamantium.
0: Tampa Bay Lightning.
1: (laughs) Uh, A miracle.
0: Yeah, medicinal miracle was mine too. Why do you
3: look at me funny when I said adamantium?
0: I don't know what it means. Wolverine. It's uh, Wolverine. It's uh, a comic book reference.
4: Yeah. Yeah, that one, I... Well, we were on this podcast, what, last week, and we all kind of were like, oh, we feel bad because he actually looks that, you know, hobbled and shit. I was not I didn't feel bad. Fuck him. I was. Maybe it was just Rick and I. Maybe (laughs) it was just this couch over here. (laughs) Ah. Here he is, ready for game one.
1: I just... I don't know. It's just crazy that the NHL again just continuously allows this shit to go down. But again, who's breaking rules, really? There's Nobody's no breaking rules. rules. To, yeah.
4: Well, and who's talking about it other than us? Just being like, oh, it's annoying that this keeps happening. There's I no. Thought, there's I no GM's national
1: media talking about it. Oh yeah, maybe for sure. But, but there's nothing big. Yeah. It's not I coming agree. up in the board of governors meeting yet. Yeah. You know. I wonder how they're gonna handle that. Because eventually,
3: probably just leave it be.
4: <laughs> probably.
3: The it's, markets they want to win are using
4: this it's one, it's one
1: team a year, so you know, the, the cap is just very in an interesting place right now in the sense of like Arizona just didn't use it this year on players who they actually wanted to use, and then other teams just put guys on there. Like, didn't uh Caprizov come back last night too?
0: Yeah, but that they had I know that cases, was kind of yeah.
1: planned and everything, but it's like quite convenient. He it came, came back towards like, the end of the regular season, did he? okay, yeah. that was a bad example. Then, yep. but either way, why couldn't they just have
3: like some kind of luxury tax like Major League Baseball? Just go over the cap.
1: I would just be,
0: yeah, no.
3: Hey, we no cheer cap. for a team with a rich owner. Go over the cap.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good point. It would be nice for the others to be halves for once. a <laughs> Yeah.
3: That. Yeah. Come on.
0: <laughs> oh, well. It's very convenient of us to be <laughs> yeah. right at this moment being like, ah.
3: Yeah. Like if you had asked me in the nineties, I would have said, no, <laughs> no
4: we were no, no, begging no, for no, a salary no. cap to stop Doug weight <laughs> from getting <laughs> traded away.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Cujo could have still been here, but whatever, whatever. Well, we'll, that's where we'll wrap it up. Deflated.
0: Big game tomorrow. Big game. I'm not deflated at all. I will be if they lose game two, but I'm optimistic. (laughs) Listen, I'm not after one, but if there's two losses, we're fucked. And and we're
3: Are you going to be going to our friends at Betway and putting a wager on the weathers to win tomorrow night? Yes. Yes. I may even do a puck line bet tomorrow.
1: I did one yesterday.
0: I am eyeing up minus two and a half. (laughs)
1: <laughs> you sicko <laughs> yeah, I'm getting
0: greedy I'm real fucked up In that kind of way Oilers, Not afraid to go Minus two and a half In a playoff game
1: well, you He just it. dropped 34 well, large On utilities today
0: Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Just the puck line Will not help me Pay for this utility bill <laughs> uh,
1: The um, Oilers Are minus 145 On Betway To win the series
0: That line has shifted hard they were like minus 220 Or 50 Yeah wow yeah
1: still not that no i was hoping it was plus and I me was too i was gonna bet it. on it
3: ah, well way she goes way she goes again if you're looking to come to the nation viewing party on friday or sunday go to greta bar.com forward slash book get in there fast they are going to be all booked up they are if you're looking to get some fresh threads we are going to have some pop-up shops at Greta when we are there. But if not, check out nationgear.ca. Get yourself styling.
0: We're also running a promotion where if you find a bag milk at the party, you can just go wrestle his nation gear off of him and then you win it.
3: Yep. Challenge accepted. Last night, that just reminds me now of... Uh, <laughs> you know how when you sometimes you see Waz, but like... He's in his own world. Mm-hmm.
1: Like in Vegas, when I walked past him and said hello and he didn't say yeah. hello back to me. Yeah, so yeah.
3: exactly like that. So me and Jared, sales guy Jared, are standing in line for the bathroom last night and he's coming out. So we're like, hey, hey. He just ignored us. We just both started shaking him and the look on his face was like,
2: oh.
0: <laughs> it was very funny. <laughs> that makes sense. That adds up.
1: Yep. Uh, s-
3: <laughs> yep. No what else adds up, Tyler? Fanalytics playoff menu. See what I did there? Mm-hmm. Numbers, mm. analytics, pizza flight,
1: mathematics,
0: Beer mimosa.
1: Beer Mo- so is that any beer? Just beer orange? and orange juice. I wonder if it's but like, bottom. Are, it's are like you like asking champagne.
3: which beer you can choose from?
4: It's just like a mimosa. Yeah, like, can I just pick a beer? Probably. I don't see why not? A mimosa just. doesn't have a set
1: type of champagne that you have to have with. Mm. It's only wine. a
3: mimosa. if It's the from the. Oh, champagne I can go for a, a beer France. now.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Go to BPS. I will. Analytics menu. Tomorrow's Wing Wednesday. Mm. And Cheesecake Wednesday.
3: Cheesecake Wednesday for all. That's where we'll wrap up Oilers Nation Radio. Here's hoping for the Friday episode a little bit more cheery.
0: A little cheerier. If the series is 1 1, beers during the pod, maybe. Well, gots to. Gots to. Gots all to. Right.
3: Have a great week, everybody.
0: Hold
2: up.